It's Control-Alt-Revolt on a Friday afternoon, and today's special is Medusa Madness. Medusa Madness. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Today, you are going to be witnessed to one of the super-secret powers of the Medusa, the mythological fantasy hottie with snakes in her hair who could turn men into stone. If they dared attack her, she could see the future. And so Medusa today, as everything goes uh, to hell in a handbasket, right? Right. Right? Looks pretty weird. Yeah. FBI says... FBI suddenly, seemingly out of the blue, after all these crazy quote-unquote patriot attacks yesterday, suddenly today, after that evidence, says, Oh, hey guys, guess what? We have just discovered that there was no organized thing that went on with January 6th from Trump yeah. or from, you know, uh, Trump voters. It was not like an organized plan or anything. And you're like, what is your guys' game? That is yeah. such weird timing. This this feels like big man on high school with the cheerleader girlfriend. Sorry, Donna, I had to beat you. But, you know, you got uppity. You were talking and saying stuff about me, you know? So just slap you around. It's that guy. Yeah. You know, the FBI is, is big man on high school and campus, and and we've all been slapped around for a year now. I mean, like, I would love to do a supercuts and go through the histronics of the Mean Girl press and our own uh, elected representatives. Let us not forget uh, Chair Force Colonel. Chair Force Colonel. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, and I really do mean that. Like, that <laughs> dude was just a drone pilot. He was a co-pilot, I think, on, like, a transport. But then he upgraded to a real-life killer, for for special ops even, um, flying a chair drone and, and assisting that way. And that dude goes in front of Congress and cries about how meany, meany, bad, bad, hurdy the patriots are. And that we are the worst thing ever in Western civilization while everything is going to hell in a handbasket and sideways. And suddenly the FBI turns around this morning and says... Oh, yeah, Trump didn't lead an insurrection. Um, Alex Jones didn't. None of the people led an insurrection. And in fact, it looks like there was no coherent plan. Remember, everybody in politics, Nancy Pelosi on down, said that there was a conspiracy, that it was the worst thing ever, slandered half the nation, probably actually more than half the nation. That we were, we are the terrorists. White fragility, Millie, uh, the biggest problem ever is white supremacy. It is now, that mem has now been so downloaded in the culture, you know. And and it, and, and, it, and it's not just the obvious, which is Christian right-winger conservatives. Like, uh, I just saw an ad today in the LA Times because they are worried about Gavin Newsom. Boy, are they worried. Mm. And they got to save little golden boy. So they had to call Larry Elder um, the black face of white supremacy. What? <laughs> oh my gosh, they're such racists. How do they even think they can get away with that? So here it is Friday. Afghanistan has fallen apart. Juicebox Joe um, was going to go home and then the plans got canceled. And then he was going to have a press conference and then that took about an hour to get going. And I felt at that very moment as I was crunching my abs into oblivion that most likely what was happening is the 25th was being invoked. And here's how the 25th gets invoked. It's a very easy process, actually. 
All that the vice president has to do is confer with the other members of the cabinet. And if all the members of the cabinet are in agreement that the president has lost his marbles and is no longer fit to serve, there is no court process. There is no, as in judicial, there is no uh, legislative branch process, as in Congress or the Senate. There is what you could call an executive process, and that relies, relies in Kamala. And Kamala has the power to actually give the president a letter and say, you're done. And that's what ultimately makes the vice president a very interesting position that a lot of people don't really pay attention to uh, throughout history. A lot of vice presidents have not been that active. Cheney was actually the first really, you know, very proactive president because he had so much experience in federal government over and above uh, George W. Bush. And so large portions of the federal government were given to him to run because he was such a veteran insider. Make of that what you will. You know, I, I, I don't um, let's not let's not do a dissection on Cheney. But since that time, vice presidents have been interesting. I think Pence was very active. I think Pence did. Uh, you know, a lot of us don't like what Pence did at the end. But I think up until the end, Pence was pretty solid in a lot of ways. And I think that he was actually good for Trump, maybe for most of the presidency. But then you get into the conspiracy theories and there is some credit to that, that Pence was actually working against Trump the entire time. I think that's all going to come out in the wash. But I can say this. I don't think Pence is going anywhere. I think he so poisoned half the country with that last move that I don't. I don't think we'll see a candidate Pence. Mm-mm. I think he thinks he will. I think that there are there's a neocon faction that thinks that Pence would be the the sort of like the best choice. And and, and believe me, I could have seen that for Pence if he would have done one move. Mm-hmm. And that is to say, halt, stop. Let's just go ahead and do let's do an evaluation. Let's do an audit. That's all he had to do that day. Yeah. And he would have been fine. And I think the results actually would have still been the same. Because I think the knives were out for Trump. I think you need the forensic audit, which is the full audit. But all Trump, all Pence had to say on that day was not to deserve, not to certify those votes yet, and to ask for a basic audit. But they were, they had blood in the water at that time, and they they needed the kill, and they had to get the time frame back on track. And so I don't know what happened with Pence. I've heard some stuff. Uh, but he went that way, and I think he screwed himself for the rest of his life. I liked him up until that point. Um, and I still want to like him in certain ways, and I hope the things I've heard aren't true. But if they are true, I don't like him. So there's that in a nutshell. But going back to the vice presidency, it makes that position very powerful. And that's what I felt was kind of going to happen this morning because, again, you could not handle Afghanistan worse. And, you know, Biden basically coming out and saying, come on, man, that's four or five days to go corn, corn pop and, you know, all his blathering and, and not taking it seriously and then talking about how he's going to go after governors. And apparently the Stephanopoulos, Stephanopoulos, Stephanopoulos. <laughs> I better coffee Stephan- up the Stephanopoulos order or interview. Having a Turkish latte today from Keen Coffee in Newport Beach. Um, is such a train wreck that they're only able to show you a clip of it, meaning Joe was out of his mind, um, couldn't get it together. So I kind of had a good feeling today that we were down to hours in which Kamala would hand him the letter. And there's not much you can do about it at that point. I think there are some recourses. It's it's uh, it, it gets I don't think it gets murky, but I don't think it's as 
swift and decisive as people hope, but it is fairly swift and decisive that it just takes a few people to actually unseat the president. Um, and I thought that was about to happen because because Biden seems worse than possible, and the Afghanistan situation has now moved into full-blown crisis. And so then they had a press conference. They finally got that going. And if you really step back and look at that press conference, um, he couldn't get through the teleprompter. Um, he wasn't coherent. A reporter asked him an off-book question, a reporter from NPR, and he collapsed and walked out of the room, as in, like, he couldn't answer the question and left. Um, there was at one point where he it was clear that he had been handed the questions in advance. So we're looking at we're not looking at a cognizant individual. And, and, and really, honestly, you know, hey, Kamala's not my biggest choice. It's not any of my choices. But I have no doubts that Trump would be in a rubber room right now if the situation was reversed. Mm-hmm. And so that brought you, you were kind of, because today is Medusa Madness Friday, which is why we played the last of the internationally famous Playboys by Morrissey to open the music. Whenever it's your show, we always play a little fun music. Oh. Whenever it's just me, we get to the theater. (laughs) The theater of me. Don't anybody get in the way of my comedy stylings. (laughs) Um, So you advanced a theory today because you were kind of gobsmacked, as the English say. Yeah, and I mean, I haven't fleshed it out a whole lot yet, so I hope I can even express it in the way that I mean it. And feel free to comment with your ideas shooting it down in a nice way of course but mainly it hinged on I cannot stop thinking about the FBI's quick flip on January 6th and everything that is weird that's not nothing that's something and what what's the reason behind it why did they shift on that and like so that's that's the main thing Um, And I was just thinking, okay, it seems like they, I think, think that it's their job to kind of like behind the scenes plan out our national security by sometimes doing really jacked up stuff in the name of, well, this is ultimately for our country's safety and for the good of our country. Would you say? Yeah. In in most television shows, it's the line like... You know, you like to eat the steak, but you don't know how they're cut, Hannigan. You know, and it's kind of that that kind of, like, intelligence, dark operations, those kinds of things are very murky. And the theater and the myth has been created that there are things that have to be done in the name of, of freedom um, that aren't freedom. And 24 really went a long way to propagate that theory. I think that that might have been the, the case in the past. Um but I think now we have entered a, a new paradigm in which intelligence serves intelligence and and they are interested in the big play of controlling all the marbles and actually running the state coherently. And it, they, these types will always delude themselves and tell themselves, yeah, and it, it goes back to the Tolkien thing. If I had the ring, all the good that I could do, Boromir. Yeah. And 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 that's that's the deep state and the alphabet agencies. All of these people believe that if they're given the ring, they won't become Gollum or Zoran. Or, or you know, and the same thing, the Palantirs. Most people don't know. The Palantirs in, uh, in Lord of the Rings do the same thing. They're rocks that allow uh, 
it's they're basically someone called them Zoom meeting for Lord Lord of the Rings, except Zoran controls the main Palantir and he can reach into everybody's mind and corrupt them. Um, but everybody thinks that if they have power, they can do good. And consistently throughout humanity, the demonstration is that most people can't do good with power. So um, they're the types that would that would definitely say that. Yes, they would say, oh, all the good that I could do and those kind of things. So for some reason, they up until this point seemed to have some sort of plan where they felt it was beneficial for them or deluding themselves that it was for our country. I don't know, but they seemed to feel it was beneficial to um, go after our side mm-hmm. and make yes. us the enemy and everything like that. I just find it weird. Like, why did they suddenly shift from that today? Is it just simply the thing of yesterday where they overplayed their hand and they're just protecting themselves? Like, whoa, like this is getting too obvious that it's us. We just got to like abort this mission. I don't know. That's the slight that's like the lesser of, of my theories. But then the, the bigger one is like, you have multiple did theories? they realize? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a big brain you have. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I can only keep one out. theory going at a time. That's like the, like mm, more likely one. That's not like that hard to imagine, I guess, but the little bit harder to imagine is my fantasy theory of <laughs> like, wouldn't it be great if it was this okay. is what if they realized that, okay, we were banking on using this, inept, you know, left-wing regime that's in now, like that was going to further our means and our agenda. What if they'd now realized everything is, they've made such a colossal disaster, the Biden administration, <laughs> such a colossal disaster out of everything, obviously Afghanistan, but even like our economy, like everything is such a disaster. What if they're like, whoa, you know, uh, shut the front door. Like we have to, <laughs> we have to like, really shift gears like so i don't what know you're saying audit what, information yes. is coming that, out that is coming that could be concerned like this but what week. you're really saying in this theory is that joe biden is such an event horizon of competence yes. and intelligence yes that he single-handedly derailed this the plans of the deep state yeah i mean i mean just to just like in the very like tv guide explanation of this week on west wing with joe biden Joe Biden destroys the entire government's conspiracy plan to take over the world by just being Joe Biden. And I think that's a really valid theory. I do. (laughs) I mean, like, literally, I mean, they knew that Joe was bad. Mm -hmm. Obama knew that Joe was bad. And I and I and, and remember, I mean, I think at the end of the day, Obama was run. I don't think he's a runner, but I think he 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 has some level of savviness. But I think that at the end of the day, he's not a big, deep thinker. Um, I think other people do the thinking for Obama. Other people did the thinking in saying, hey, you should be president. That didn't occur to him. You know, like all consistently Obama is managed very delicately by a group of people who have long been in a certain movement. So but even from Obama's sort of street savvy observational terms, he was able to see that Biden had been in Congress since Vietnam, had been in government since Vietnam, had run for government at the age of 26. And if you believe people who went to, I believe it is Rhode Island Law School with with, with Biden, the stories are that he plagiarized liberally. I think that's pretty um, That he was last in the class mm-hmm. and that he was being kicked out and somehow bribed the dean or did some kind of shenanigans to stay in. 
and people have said a dumber individual you cannot meet. Now, I think that Biden is... Um, I think Biden is smart enough to always get his hands on the power and then he uses that to bully. I mean, you you can look at his body language. He's a bully, mm-hmm. and he's intimidating, and he ha- and I think he's mean. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain craftiness about him. But I've seen in a lot of crafty people who go to great lengths to sort of screw people or deceive people or manipulate people. There is a stupidity in them that doesn't kind of see like um, your short-term gains are going to end really badly. Now the irony is the guy's been around for you know, 50 years doing that and successfully getting away with it. But remember Cole's, you know, one of Cole's proverbs, which is everybody gets away with everything until one day they don't. And so I think what we're seeing with Biden is exactly what you're saying. There was no other option. If you go back, no one could beat Trump. We were told Hillary Clinton was the most qualified candidate ever, but that's not really fair. They didn't allow anybody to run against her. Um, I think Bernie could have beaten Trump probably both times just because uh, he has a huge likability factor on his side. Um, he is not stupid. I mean, he's stupid. He's stupid in, in a blind way, but he's not stupid in a Biden way. And I think he's as old as Biden and he can communicate effectively. But Bernie has no allies politically in a lot of ways. They hate Bernie's guts. So it was going to be Hillary. Hillary had a super unlikability factor. So she wasn't going to win against Trump because Trump, if you're not an elite, has a huge likability factor. Mm-hmm. And he has a huge fame factor and all those kinds of things. So you weren't going to beat him there or anything like that. So when uh, 2020 rolled around, there were other candidates. They're just, for some reason, I think a lot of the ones that could run thought that there was no way that they could beat Trump because Trump was a groundswell. And then I think Biden needed to run because he knew the Ukraine and Hunter were probably going to get him in a lot of trouble. Even if Biden has lost his marbles, he is going to um, exonerate himself with a pardon and his son. Uh, that's probably already been done and they're just not telling you. So uh, or, or it's been typed up and all that kind of stuff. So um, Biden is stupid, but he's crafty. Now, could he have derailed the entire deep deep state plan? I think the plan was never for Biden to finish the entire time. Um, I don't know that they... That I, I, I think Kamala is very careful because uh, she was, she, she's been really cagey about her schedule. I'm going to go to Southeast Asia and Vietnam. I'm going to go over here. Like, she doesn't want to go anywhere. Like, places that they want to send her, she doesn't want to go. Now, is that because Kamala's lazy and smokes weed and does drugs? I don't know. Could be. Um, is it because Kamala is afraid of getting whacked or blown up? She should be. I would be if I were Kamala. And Kamala is pretty politically savvy and pretty cagey and has probably, if you know, if you know Oakland and you know the Bay Area, there's a lot of bad heavyweight crime there, like big players. And she's she wouldn't be, you know, she wouldn't be dumb enough to think that they would do it. Kamala would be the perfect person for them to get rid of because they could say see MAGA deplorables racism and stuff like that I think the problem is is Kamala doesn't want to play along with the plan and be blown up on a third world street by one of those guys like from yesterday talking about patriots and all Clarice and the silence of the lambs you know all that kind of stuff so those are I think that those are valid things but you're you're on to something 
in the one I'd like to point out I'm right again August is really weird mm-hmm. I mean really really weird yeah even I didn't think it was gonna be this weird if you would have told me the FBI would reverse I would not have as an- Afghanistan went up in flames I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't have called that but I didn't see it but I think that's pretty devastating because I have resolved myself as have many people that this is probably the way it is going forward for the rest of our lives um, unless just Trump gets in and we get it like a Reagan-esque eight years um, where the culture just uh, gets so much wealth through free market enterprise and we're back on top and, and the, the argument of the left that everybody who doesn't think like us needs to be destroyed no longer holds any weight, then maybe. But I was just kind of planning for the rest of my life. I am going to be treated like a third-class citizen. So for the FBI to basically come out and shoot their entire plan in the foot, that's stunning. Now, why did they do that? Well, you're right, I think, to interpret that Joe Biden caused them to do that because, again, is Afghanistan on purpose or is it an accident? I I thought that Kamala was going to 25th Joe today and that that was actually the plan. And that they were using Afghanistan to show how incompetent Joe is so that Kamala could come in and everybody would go, phew. And some competent leaders, I think I think if Kamala got, got in right now, I think it would be all hands on deck by all of Hillary's people and, and, and uh, Obama's people with the level of like super competence. As I've heard from Joe's team, about Joe's team, that they're really sort of young leftist West Wing LARPers hmm. and so they're not very good they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. I think with Kamala what, what would happen is you would get the Clinton and Obama teams because it would be really important to make Kamala look good and so what a great way to make her look good is watch Joe disintegrate Afghanistan Kamala comes in on Monday or Tuesday and the Rangers take Bagram airfield on Wednesday and Afghanistan gets sorted out by next weekend and so she starts off with a huge win. And that's what I was thinking. But she didn't do it. Well, or she tried to do it. There's a picture of her flipping Joe off. And if you watch the podcast, you watch the, the briefing today, she doesn't look happy. Plus, though, and that does make sense in a lot of ways. But what still does wouldn't make sense with that theory is why would the FBI flip on the fact that the Patriots are the enemy in the January 6th thing? Because... If Kamala was just coming in, I think they would want to continue the rhetoric of we're the baddie bads, right? Well, they can always walk it. They can always come back. Like maybe they realized, maybe they were, I have a theory that I'll advance next. And and your theories, I think, are more valid than my theory. No, I, but I like I'll, your theory I'll, too. I'll give you another theory. But before I would say that theory, I would say this. They can all they they could have been afraid that Joe had created a black swan event. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the audience what a black swan event is? Well, we well I just learned this the other night, and if I understand correctly, and again nicely correct me in the comments if I've got this wrong, but what I understand Everybody's is nice to you. They no, I know. I just Why are you so worried there. about that? <laughs> because I don't know. You the, think internet the internet can be a mean place, you yeah, know. Yeah, and you're afraid of that. All it t- there's always just got to be like one, you know. What just I mean? tell everybody not anyway, to be mean to you. That's why. That's why I am. <laughs> just ask them. Say, don't be mean. Yeah. To Medusa. But I love like 
people to disagree and stuff. Okay. Absolutely. And like, I like different ideas. Yeah. Just like I don't care if you anyway. guys are mean to me. Uh, Black Swan event is, I think, a negative event that is like so unexpected that no one predicted it, and then it basically and then it causes, causes a cascade like a, of events yeah. that can completely reshape the paradigm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that would be a Black Swan event, and maybe. Because the deep state overstate is such a bunch of control freaks, if they did get caught unawares by Afghanistan, they were afraid that they were facing a black swan moment in which Joe would continue to do bad and the insurrectionists would seize on this moment to make things worse and out of control by having the validity to say, not only is Joe not legally elected, which should be coming shortly, I think... But he's also not capable of being elected. And that could have derailed things. So they could have, like, basically think of it as a steam pressure release valve. They could have just said today, oh, you guys aren't all guilty. Let mm-hmm. things cool down. Fix Afghanistan. Oh, my gosh, we have video. You're all guilty now. Mm-hmm. Could awesome. be that. That's could possible. be that. Alternative theory, if thou wilt accept my lady. Can I finish mine super fast? Sure. I don't know I if thought I finished it. Was, it. But well, go for it. I was just starting to say, <laughs> so the fantasy part of it is... They've realized that... It does involve me, shirtless, on a pony? They've, yeah, yes. They've realized that their original plan is now untenable because of Biden. And could they maybe think that as much as they Trump. didn't want Trump, like, Trump. to save our country, like, maybe that's what we need to get back Q, in there. I know. Cue patent music. I know. And Millie even said, despite the bad blood, it's reported, despite the bad, bad blood between him and 45, he wishes that Trump were in control at this moment. Really? Supposedly, that was said. I can't believe he said that. But maybe not, like, There's no one. There's no one that doesn't think. Trump wouldn't be get wouldn't be handling this. Oh man, you know? I know. I'm half surprised he hasn't rented a bunch of jets, and basically got a bunch of vet bro mercenary contractor um, guys and just gone and secured Bagram himself. That would be or, so Or you know, awesome. like that would be a big move for him. I don't know. They've probably called him and told him not to do it. Yeah. Because they knew he was probably gonna do it. Having said that, I might advance this alternative okay. theory, and I really hope that like it would be great. It'd be funny because I think all the Q people would actually be right at that I know. point. It'd <laughs> be like, so awesome. You know, and then like, and then, and then like a lot of brains would explode, mm-hmm. but a lot of brains probably need to explode because there's too much damn certainty. Mm-hmm. But here's what I might offer. Um, the United States is definitely attempting to look very weak in front of the rest of the world if it's a plan Mm -hmm. the neocons and the establishment would very much like to have a war with china because it accomplishes a few things it immediately clears our debt because we're not paying debt to people that we're at war with and also you owe us 20 trillion dollars for trying to kill our nation with covid so there's that um the neocons who like endless war as julian assange said Mm-hmm. Um, they would very much like China would be the big brass ring for them because sure. it solves a lot of problems. Um, so they're trying to look weak in Afghanistan by letting the Taliban humiliate us with their little charm offensive and ice cream pictures and bumper cars and 
you know, having all our equipment. Oh, we look so bad. And look, look, there's the plucky British and their toy empire, like being brave. And they are. And there's the French, you know, gun running in there. But it's the French, you know. And the French are, people underestimate the French. Um, but they're not, none of these nations are the United States. None of these nations have the raw power of the United States. And anybody who's foolish enough to think that doesn't, you know, understand stuff. The United States is a giant. It may be, it has been called a schizophrenic giant. It may be stupid at points and everything like that. But when the giant decides to hit you, you're going to know it. The left is the stupid side of the schizophrenic. <laughs> the right is the smart That's side. That's true. Just saying. That's very true. But we're not weak by any, but, but we can, but you know, like a bad plan will make you weak and bad leadership will make you weak. Um, so those are the, but we're not weak. You know, but 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 we are being contrived to seem weak. And I think a lot of this and China kind of fell for it this week. Like they started messaging Taiwan saying, look how weak the United States is when we invade you. Mm -hmm. And then they started prepping their their ferries, their little boat ferries as troop transports. Like that's hokey doke stuff. You know, like we actually have troop transports. We don't need to go take our ferries and do that. But. If China were dumb enough, and the deep state doesn't need it, but if China were dumb enough to pull a moment right now, I do think the United States is going to smite them and wants to smite them. And if you talk to people who are in the Navy, which I don't, but sometimes I'll listen to them. Um, Not that I have anything with the Navy. I just don't know a lot of Navy people. Um, But one guy was saying, basically, everything you do in the Navy is focused on China. Like, lots of plans on China. The only thing preventing us from smoking China is leadership. But everybody in the military and the reason we have forces deployed in in, uh, Japan and uh, Korea is to deal with China. And we want to deal with China. Now, the elites, which I would call the neocons and the left uh, hierarchy, and then the overstate and then the tech oligarchs, the big dream they have is wiping out China and taking control of China. Now, what would happen is they would invade China. What would happen here is we would get some kind of incident where China was bad. Maybe China set off a nuclear weapon and we lost a city. Um, maybe China sank an aircraft carrier. And we would all get patriotic again. But the government's been calling us a bunch of bad, bad patriots. And they need us to provide our sons and daughters to go over to China and secure freedom, freedom in quotation marks, uh, freedom in italics, because what their real intention and plan is, is to turn China into a vast factory surf state, which it already is, that they control. But they're implementing freedom. Don't worry. It's just that Google owns most of, you know, let's say uh, Canton, you know, or something like that. And, and uh, Facebook uh, has a big section of Szechuan because, you know, they're helping them freedom. And there's all kinds of, like, feel-good stuff because the tech oligarchs are really good at doing these, these feel-good things that, that don't actually mean anything or do anything. And meanwhile, they control these factories that are providing Nikes and Apple iPhones and all these things. They control those. And as people will point out to you, the United, the China does not necessarily want to smoke the United States because China then has no one to sell to. The United States buys everything China has. Yep. 
So what they're thinking is, wow, wouldn't it be great if we actually owned the production facilities and then sold to the people that we're selling to? And basically, effectively, you would make money both coming and going. I have advanced this theory before about even talking with the sort of like things in Revelation about Israel being attacked by a nation from the east. Well, it could be China. It, it does indicate that it's China. But what if it is a tech oligarch backed China that's actually America with us in America here basically being a giant mouth class that gets free digital money that works in the slave stores and then spends all our money on China goods that Apple is producing and then selling to us and making money both ways. Like when you think at the big sort of look at the big picture, that's the thing that they really want. Like they, that, that, like that would be the best, most perfect scenario they could possibly have. So of course they're doing, you know, I, I would say, of course they're doing that. And what they are most likely doing is they are realizing now that I think, I think the event that might have caught them off guard is that China fell so hard for the Afghanistan propaganda. Now, Afghanistan is a nightmare, but it, it's a nightmare that no one can figure out why you're not solving it right now. Mm-hmm. And, and as has been noted by everybody, Afghanistan gets solved tonight by one battalion of Rangers taking Bagram Airfield. Mm-hmm. But what we've heard is they're going to bomb their airfields and things like, oh, we're, we're going to bomb our own airfields. And it's really? like, so you're just going to trap those people there? Like, I mean, I mean, you're not fixing the problem. You're trying to do things that show us as feckless and weak. China is taking the bait. So the FBI might have turned around and said, well, we got to stop going to war on the patriots because we're going to need them. Mm. And so, you know, I'm going to tell you an analogy about Stalin after I have a sip of this coffee. (laughs) I'm liking your theory so far, definitely making sense so someone once asked stalin how he could be so cruel to people and stalin was cruel and he treated his people awfully and he murdered murdered a lot of them and he put them through these five-year plans and stalin said uh, give me a chicken and they brought him a chicken and he plucked that chicken alive usually you pluck a chicken dead he plucked that chicken alive in front of everybody And the chicken screamed and fought and he plucked it. And then he threw the chicken down on the floor and he waited a few minutes. And then he took a handful of breadcrumbs and he put the breadcrumbs down on the floor and the chicken came and ate out of its hand, ate out of his hand. And he said, if you are cruel to people, you can do anything to them. That was his philosophy. So we might actually be experiencing that right now where They've put us under this anxiety and tension for 18 months and really since Obama criminalizing us. And now, collectively, we all kind of did feel good when the FBI gave us a break, you know, and said it wasn't us. You do breathe a little easier when you don't think you're an enemy of the state. You don't really want to shoot it out with the FBI. You don't really want your wife and daughter to go to a rape room in a camp. You know, these are things that, that a totalitarian leftist state which we are rapidly becoming, will do. They'll pull out your thumbs, you know, your fingernails on your thumbs because you don't want to get a COVID shot. They will do all kinds of evil things for the greater good, and people who have studied history and are smart, which Americans are, 
they know that these things are possible and they are preparing themselves to not fall into those hands. We are not other nations like Australia where we have no recourse. When they pull your children out of your hand and vaccinate them and hold you to the ground and listen to them scream. There's a video of that. Um, in America, we shoot back. As the Chinese said, there is a blade of grass behind every gun. They know that, but they still need to control us. So were they cruel to us to now walk it back? Are they putting out the breadcrumbs because the invasion of China is coming? That would be my possible theory. We need an event. We can't, we won't just go foreign adventuring as a democratic nation because it's actually the smart thing to do. Like the reality is, is if we were a really true sort of critical, cruel nation, you know, which we have been at, at times, like we are, we are very adventurous. We are very colonial. Uh, we have an adventurous kind of buccaneer spirit. Our first Navy was basically pirates. Um, it's in America's best interest to croak China and to take China and turn it into an industrial factory. A lot of Americans who are down and out here could go to China and get land and run the Chinese people and there could be a new colonialism. And we could expand as a nation state and that's not a stupid idea. But what we have is an elite that feels that all resources are their resources and they want to accomplish everything at your expense and not reward you. So what they need you to do is they need your sons and daughters and you to feel that America is in danger and that America has been smote and that you need to go sacrifice yourself for the blood of patriots and liberty and you know proud to be an American and all the heartstrings that they play that are real and true if you're a good person. But they're not and they've learned how to manipulate that. And so what we'll probably have is an event where China does something awful and people die, and then we are summoned once more to fight, but it will be just like Halliburton and Iraq and what Afghanistan was really about, which was rare earth minerals, and it will be endless war, and they got tired of, of um, and they should have gotten tired of the Middle East because those people are ungovernable and stupid. China, that's your perfect slave class right there. They're smart and beaten. They've had, they've had all the freedom and independence that the tribesmen of the Mujahideen and the Taliban and the Ba'ath Party, all those people are opportunists and they're individualists and freedomists in a certain way, in their own sort of Middle Eastern misguided way. But the Chinese are not. The Chinese are a collective society, always have been, and reinforced more so over the last hundred years. If you wanted a slave class, boy, oh boy, come on down to neocon dick cheney's used serfs and get yourself some chinese for your new empire <laughs> and that's the podcast <laughs>